Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. For today's rerun episode, we've picked a short episode from series one about a very practical topic, the use of video in coaching and particularly in decision making. If you're not currently using video in your coaching practice, this conversation will show you some benefits of adding it to your toolkit, as well as some possible drawbacks to be aware of. I hope you enjoy this bite-sized episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing. You're joined by me, Ricky Snodgrass, and again, we have Lee Pooley in to talk about um, the use of video in and its application to de- in decision training. So we spoke last time about observations and how accurate they actually are. And at the end of that, we alluded to using video and uh, gave some quick tips on how to use video in in coaching. So we brought Lee back and we're going to delve into that a little bit more here today. So we'll get straight into it. And we'll, we all know that video equipment has evolved massively over the last few years, probably past 10 years and it just accelerates and um, you know the technology that we have access to so quickly now um, you know in your pocket you've got such a powerful video camera are we seeing coaches increasing using this Um, yeah over the last 10 years has there been an increase in coaches using these different types of video recording equipment yeah absolutely Ricky Um, I think you know as you say video is such an accessible tool now and and we're seeing it being used uh, not only in competition uh, but we're also seeing it in in recreational fields I think you know with the reduction of price waterproof systems large playback screens on on your phone uh, and also on specific specific cameras uh, coaches and performers are are turning to use of video to provide feedback and demonstrations uh, frequently within their sessions I think um, you know there's lots of lots of things that you know that coaches are using it for because they can hold on to performances and replay them to make specific and accurate um, comments about what they're what they're doing Um, they can analyze specific movement patterns um, and they can also segment performances and in particular areas but I think what's also interesting as well is that you know there are other systems that you can load onto your computer such as Dartfish uh, and Dartfish can be used to provide even more analysis on speed and angle um, and, you know there even there's even stuff like you can do split screen analysis and you also can do um, ghost screen where one lays over over the other so you can get some really you can get really some specific you know um, analysis from from the use of video i think there's some interesting stuff you know within you know within the world of uh, archery uh, you know they're saying that they can get you know accuracy within you know within a millimeter um, of, of releasing the bow um, you know some of that accuracy could be used within paddle sport quite easily um, to really sort of uh, look at absolute detail of a of a performance um so i think that's 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 really you know how how much we're seeing it advance really um i mean if we talk about within paddle sport you know within slalom you know within slalom the use of video is 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 happening all the time and you know specifically the use of split screens where they can they can examine really a performer 
um, in where time is gained and where time is lost during each run. And with that enabling of immediate feedback allows the athlete and the coach to modify the next run or technique. Um, so yeah, I think video is a powerful tool. Um, I think it works well with performers who doubt what they've been told as well. So, you know, if, if the coach needs to really confirm what they're actually seeing by the use of video and then showing it to the performer, actually then the performer might go, okay, yeah, I'm not leaning forward enough or, oh, you know, my paddle stroke got some evidence. Deep. Yeah, you've got the evidence. Yeah, so um, so it seems like, well, we're aware of a increase in the use and uh, that accessibility. Um, but I suppose it, it poses a question of, is there any downsides to this use of video in coaching? Is there... Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think one of the things that we've got to be really careful as coaches is that we don't, think that it's a solution for everything um, and you know there are some limitations of of the use of video um, and things that we need to probably be aware of I mean one of the areas that you could could easily fall down into the trap is an over analysis um, and shown it to a performer that is quite self-critical uh, which can be quite damaging um, when you are only looking at a specific area and it takes quite a lot of control uh, from the coach to ensure that over analysis and self that self critical approach isn't isn't um, isn't there. I think also um, the use of slow motion, yeah, the use of slow motion is sometimes appropriate. But the problem with actually showing something in slow motion, you tend to lose fluidity and rhythm, and you know. Uh, that's very difficult to replicate. So if you're slowing something down, you actually don't get the, the actual full picture of actually what's happening. So I would say for coaches out there, just to be really careful when using slow motion, that you can, it's almost like a robotic approach to the next performance because you do lose fluidity uh, and rhythm um, and also speed, the understanding of speed. Um, so... And, and also the, the other bit within within that uh, use of video is for the majority of time, you're only seeing it in a two-dimensional two, two aspect rather than actually it's a 4D um, sport that we're working in. Yeah. yeah, some great points to note there if you are using video out there. Um, yeah, just think about those those things that can become a, become a slight issue. Um, but... If what we want to delve into today really is the use of video and decision training. So how could video support decision training uh, for coaches? Yeah, I think so for for me, I think um, I think we're all very aware that skill is not just about you know, carrying out a particular set of movements. Uh, it's much broader than that. I think it involves, you know, the uh, the brain carrying out a number of tasks which need to be executed successfully and as part of that um what you do tend to find is that you know decision making is happening at a very rapid rate but how do you how do you train that and i think that's really that's really important because you know the ability to make a decision um both quickly and accurately um and pick an alternative is is a very important skill within paddle sport because we're working in quite a dynamic environment. If you can, if you consider white water, for instance, if you get hit offline, 
then there's a decision that needs to be made. So the, there is an importance of that actually a skill, skillful, a skillful performance is not just about carrying out a set of movement patterns, but it's actually what makes that skillful performance is usually great decision making. So I think what's what's really useful in itself is the use of video and how you can use video as a decision making training mechanism yeah so so for instance um what you could do is you could start to use video to start to investigate and encourage performers to start using self-analysis yeah um, but i would say try to consider that um, to be used over time so you almost need need coaches to properly lead the sessions initially so um, by leading the session initially using video um, doing some self-analysis with the performer and then over time you can gradually hand over that responsibility so they're understanding that actually they can start to do that self-analysis they can start making decisions about their own performance and eventually what you could end up with is you could just be showing them the video and they could be using their own decisions. Or you may decide eventually is not to show the video because decision making is actually happening there at the right uh, in, in time. And, you know, it does come to the extent that you see some performers getting off the water and they'll go straight to the coach and they'll tell them, about the self-analysis so understanding about decision making so i think video has got a real strong place in allowing steerage from the athlete towards independent thinking and in allowing them to become a decision maker yeah so it's it's training them and as we as we say uh, it's helping them to train their decision making um so it's very much moving away from a directive approach and allowing them to and, and promoting the performer to consider and analyze themselves. So is this the solution to all co coaching circumstances? Is that what we're aiming for? No, not at all. I think, um, you know, I alluded to that a little bit earlier, but I think, you know, although there's strong evidence that video can be used to develop decision-making, um, there are also other considerations and a lot of other considerations that need to be taken into into account i think although video is a powerful tool and obviously will aid in developing decision making coaches must see video as a tool and not a solution for all coaching circumstances right yeah yeah i see what yeah no, there again uh, yeah it's uh, it's an interesting topic to explore i think and i think coaches might be using video out there and it, to tie it in with decision training is really interesting to explore. It's great to explore it again with uh, with you. Have you yeah. got any final thoughts on that before we wrap up today? Yeah. I, I, you know, people might be interested is uh, there's there's a really... Uh, Vickers, um, uh, she's a Canadian coach. Uh, she's done a huge amount of work on this particular area in decision training. And uh, if people are interested, then uh, maybe delve into that through through some of the research that's you know sort of very popular research that she's carried out. Yeah, so great for people to follow up this if uh, if they want to explore that a little bit further. Absolutely. Again, Lee, it's great to have you on. Great to explore these topics. So um, 
yeah, another another interesting podcast there for people to listen to. Um, I'm sure we'll be back again in the future to talk about something else. But again, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.